Hello and welcome back to the Three Vice Men podcast. Back this week with another new episode. Dom, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. Yeah, we have been busy. We have been busy recently. We're knocking them out of the park. It's almost like we've got some kind of addiction or problem. Um, the guests that we have this week, um, you may know them from the last time they're on the podcast, uh, or even the kind of incessant ad reads we keep putting in for them. Three Vice Men at checkout for your off your first box. It was lovely to have Ollie and Lewis back on the podcast. Um, I call them good friends, good friends of the pod now. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And maybe we can extend that, not just of the pod, but in life, you know. I feel oh. like they've crossed that bridge. And uh, yeah, no, it was really nice catching up with them. Obviously, just hit their two-year milestone, which is pretty big. Um, and I think it's probably gone better than either of them could have imagined. Yeah, when they first came on, which was just before they launched, I mean, they had some great ideas and I think we'd kind of uh, been with them on the journey of how the kind of business plan had, had evolved since we first met them and first heard about it. I think even even they couldn't have imagined some of the success they've had and some of the things they've been on to go on and do. No, um, it was really nice to see the way that some of their ideas from the beginning have taken place. And then it was also interesting to hear about some of the things they've got planned for the future. Um, and it sounds like they're very open to maybe more suggestions. So mm. keep listening and see how you can get involved. Yes, um, hopefully there'll be a, a community post on the Facebook forum that goes launching with this. So make sure you engage with that, because if there's one thing I know about these boys, it's that they do take feedback and they even might do some of my ideas. I'm, I'm not sure they're quite that desperate, but uh, yeah, we'll have no, to, they've got we'll more have to business wait and see. than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, enjoy this conversation. We had a lot of fun recording it. Uh, Ollie Lewis, thanks for joining us back on the pod uh, again. It's been two years since uh, since Bruiser launched and since you were last on. Before you tell us what's changed in that period, I'm going to need a quick run through of what everybody's drinking. Um, so I'm going to start. I've I've got an Overtone box this month, or one one of my boxes, uh, and I've got the Hoppenweisse, which is a uh, a hop and Pfizer. Uh, and I'm very excited to get into this. Lewis, I've seen your glass is already filled. What's in there? It is already filled, yeah. And thanks for having us back on. I'm sorry it's been two years. That is uh, a shame. But uh, really good to be back. I'm drinking Pintle by Burnt Mill. Uh, Burnt Mill of... Um, yeah, they're, they're one of my favourites. Consistently incredible beers. Pintle's, uh, Pintle's great. A great representation of that. And yeah, that is what I'm tucking into right now. Dom, what's in your glass? Um, so I went for the Howling Hops Discovery Box this month, um, which Discovery Boxes, a new a new box style that we'll talk about later. Um, so I've got the Fest beer. Seems pretty apt for November. Not really, but hey, yep, I'm looking forward to it. It's perfect for a Monday evening. Holly, uh, what have you got? So, uh, yeah, thanks again for having us on, lads. It's great to see you both. Um, I am sipping on a new brewery, which we haven't announced yet, but they're coming on quite soon. That's Vibrant Forest. Well, yeah. what I like Exclusive. is that you got your you got your background blurred on the Zoom call, and as you held up the can, it blurred it out, and it felt so <laughs> apt. Like they're not been announced. <laughs> I just told them so you can unblur, but <laughs> maybe you can just bleep their name out as well, just for the full yeah. full effect. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, Almo, which is Aldorado Mosaic. IPA so um, I got a few samples of those guys and they're tasting delicious so we should be seeing them on in uh, the next couple of weeks oh fantastic 
Fantastic. So just to be clear, Ollie Ollie gets all the samples, uh, and I I don't. So he never shares them. He <laughs> never <laughs> shares them. No, he's is, uh... is he running there, Lewis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, no, is good. that just because Ollie's got a slightly more scenic backdrop to take photos of the samples from? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. I think also that he just um, he's just a better sampler. He just he just knows he knows beer inside out. So yeah, no, it's uh, it's 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 good that he has it. I I couldn't I couldn't have the amount of beer that Ollie has sitting around all the time. It would uh, yeah, it, I I can't make as good of use of it as Ollie can. <laughs> Well, I think we should um, we should probably talk a little bit more about about Bruiser before we get too hung up on samples. And um, I mean, I've not eaten yet, so these samples are going to go to my head. I think. Um, so two years, two years since launching, um, I think the growth that I've seen from you guys, certainly the number of breweries on, has been uh, it's been pretty big. Uh, how would you um, how would you score the first two years? Ten out of ten, I'd say. I mean, it's uh, it's exceeded our expectations. By a long way, I think this you know it started off as most businesses like this do. It started off as just a, a kind of concept, and then uh, you know we thought we thought it'd be a good idea, um, and a good a good thing for the for the market for the industry in the UK. And yeah, it, it just you know we got really strong support from the very beginning, as, as you guys know, and as you were a part of that, uh, and that support's just grown and grown. I think a lot of breweries and and even um drinkers as well were sort of looking to see how it played out see uh if it was you know a model that was going to work for for everyone uh and i think you know the, the breweries that have joined since our launch are a testament to the fact that you know that that got a, got a positive reaction so yeah it's, it's been great and i think the the number of breweries has kind of stayed constant for a while and that's that's by design um because you know we 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 want to ensure that every brewery on that's active on bruiser is is getting you know good volume um if we spread mm-hmm. it too thin then you know it that 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 value kind of drops a little bit i guess for, for breweries um and also we don't want to overwhelm subscribers with choice there's so much choice on there um people love that element of bruiser but we don't want to make it too um too broad at this stage yeah. but yeah i mean from my perspective it's been it's been a great two years i don't know where it's gone but um yeah to, to think where we are now we never really thought we'd be here two years ago well so i, I remember last time when pre-launch when we were kind of going through and some of the interesting stories about the journey of, of recruiting some of the early breweries and getting people to make that leap of faith before that the platform was there and established how's that process changed was it once it launched people were pretty keen to come back on or did it take a few months of, of people seeing the kind of feedback before they were sort of knocking at the door going actually i know i know we uh we ignored your email a few months ago but can we have a piece of this now <laughs> yeah it, it's varied really from brewery to brewery but i'd say how many did we launch with Lewis? About 50 breweries, 40, 50, about 50 breweries. yeah. Yeah. Around about there. And then um yeah, soon soon after that, we built up quite a good bit of traction. And um yeah, as Lewis said, we had quite a few that we just kind of wanted to keep an eye on us for a few months just to see how it all played out. And once they could see the, you know, the reviews we we're getting and the good sort of feedback that they're seeing online, then those uh those trickier ones to get on board. Uh soon came on and i think now we have we have a waiting list of about oh. 120 or 140 breweries i think that have reached wow. out for, to us yeah which is amazing and like we always say it don't we Lewis? that we would we'd love mm-hmm. 
work with every single one of them. But as Lewis said at the beginning here, it's just, uh, yeah, we don't want to spread those orders too thin or overwhelm our subs yeah. with too much choice right now. So I, I see why you've got so many samples. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the place fills up quick <laughs> yeah I've, I've definitely seen some very active people on a uh, planet bruiser and uh when they go oh i've got mine all set up till next june i'm like jesus i yeah. <laughs> just, just need to have a look at december january you know um but i think it is just a share like it just shows quite the breadth that is available um so i meant i mentioned earlier on drinking the discovery box which is the um yep. the 29 pounds a month <laughs> offering which is a different brewery every month um and then you've got your usual kind of 38 pounds boxes um i know curtis will mention later he's got a pretty special one coming up um was that always part of the plan to kind of offer those different tiers or is that just something that you had the feedback from and wanted to kind of delve into yeah i think uh it it wasn't part of plan initially uh we started with just one price point to keep things really simple for us for customers for breweries while we got going but it was always designed in a way and it still is designed in a way that um there's a lot of flexibility in there in terms of product and um what breweries can offer on on bruiser but we yeah it, it was kind of more your second point don which is that um £38 a month is quite a big jump for people. Um, for those who regularly spend, you know, a fair amount on on good craft beer, it may not be that much. But for people who, uh, you know, don't spend as much on that, perhaps have had other beer subscriptions or, you know, go to, the, go to their bottle shop a couple of times a month, you know, dabble in, in this kind of level of craft beer. Um, we wanted to give a slightly more accessible entry point for them um and that's exactly what the discovery boxes are you know there mm. there's not as much choice there's one or two breweries on that each have one or two boxes on there um a mixed pack and a, and a pails or lights pack um and then uh the idea is that customer will sort of default to that subscription level but they have the freedom to bring in showcase boxes instead or add a second box and likewise, um, users who are on the £38 subscription can also get a discovery box like you have done, you know, um, any any month. So, um, so yeah, there's there's still a ton of flexibility in there. We didn't want to lock people in, but it was just a way for people to uh, kind of feel more comfortable trying Bruiser out, seeing what it's all about, getting a good taste from, a, you know, a small number of good breweries. Um, and yeah, and taking their journey on from there however they want, really. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I think it's quite a um, that's it's quite a big psychological number, thirty pounds. Um, mm. I think once once yeah. you cross that threshold, the kind of mental accounting changes slightly. I think also sub thirty pounds that is great Christmas present potential as well. I mean, I know that's kind of a limit. I'm mentally not mentally set, but a guideline for a lot of my extended family <laughs> presents. So um, there might be a few Gen- gift cards on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it is good, and I, I think it's it's had good take up. Um, I think we need to do a lot more around it um, to kind of get get more people onto it. But yeah, these it's only been live for a few months now, I guess, and it's been a good test for us to see how it's received. And um, I don't know, Don, what what do you think of your your Howling Hops box? Do you think it's uh, does the job for twenty nine quid? 
Yeah, I would say for £29, it's really good value. Um, the only beer that has me on edge is the apple and ginger sour, but I'm still going to give it a go. Um, oh, yeah, but... I thought you were going to give that to me when I was there at the weekend. Well, I tried to, you... but you left too early, all right? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so because before this, I had the Licada Discovery Box as well a couple of months ago, and that was another one that it was a brewery that I never really stepped into before, which I feel like is again what makes Bruiser such a great platform and especially in this just kind of discovery spotlight as like because if you default to the discovery subscription and you do get this great mix of mix of beers I mean personally I use them kind of as fridge fillers you mentioned the sort of ABVs you get with them I think it tends it tends to be from my experience between kind of 3.8 table beers and about six there doesn't seem to be too many higher than that and like that's perfect just to have ones you can you can reach for to kind of supplement my alcoholism my kind of stronger beers that I've also got that I want to crack every now and then um but Howling Hops a brewery I've not had too much from in the past Licada hadn't had too much from those so it was really nice to kind of get to enjoy eight beers from them and just take that leap and you know for the price point you really can't complain. Um, and then I think you've had even had cloud water. I mean, to get cloud water, A, first of all, how does it feel to get cloud water as an option on Bruiser? Because I feel like when when we first did this podcast two years ago, they were probably one of the ones that was like, if we get them on there, we've done well. And then B, to kind of get them to join that discovery model is still pretty, pretty big as well. And like, I, I don't know, I guess from your guys' point of view, is it nice that they're keen to do that side of things as well, to kind of go with the flow, you bring up the suggestion of these different boxes and they're open to it, as opposed to just being closed off and saying, no, we offer what we offer? Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been awesome. It was great having them as a, as a discovery brewery. And they sent me a really nice email after it as well, just saying thanks for you know the opportunity, because even though to us, Cloud water are a um a very popular brewery and quite a well known and respected brewery there are so many subscribers on the um discovery tier that haven't had their beer before mm. whether they can get their hands on it or they've just seen it and never tried it um and i believe Cloudwater got quite a lot of feedback direct from our subscribers saying you know never never had this beer before um never tried your stuff so so they re- and they really enjoyed it so you know that's kind of um customers that will last forever for, for cloud water as well um yeah. off the back of that so yeah i mean it's it's amazing to be able to do these things now and push push a decent amount of volume to certain breweries mm. and and for our subscribers just to get a taste of what the uk has to offer and we kind of get to get to pick a different brewery each month for you guys to try out yeah that's also kind of surprising for me in a way that kind of feedback because I don't know going going into Bruiser kind of from the beginning I expected it to be people that were quite quite into I say I am doing quotation marks whilst I'm saying this just for obviously our audio listeners <laughs> um so I thought it would be people that were kind of quite into craft beer so you thought Cloudwater might have been one that they kind of ticked off and then they're joining Bruiser because they want you know, just to try a different brewery, different brews, get those untapped check-ins and things. But for you to say that um, 
know quite a lot of people that maybe hadn't necessarily tried cloud water is quite surprising to me was that surprising to you guys are you finding the average bruiser subscriber a different profile to maybe what you picture going into this yeah i think at the beginning and lewis you'll probably have some more to add to this as well but at the beginning we definitely did quite well on capturing um that sort of core craft beer market like yourselves those that have you know been around the craft beer scene for a while and um uh, sort of know your differences between the breweries but now a big aim of ours is to um yeah bring on board those that are you know maybe had a few pints of neck oil or try some brew dogs and want to take that next step um we've still got a long way to go with that but that's why we figured this discovery model would be such a a good thing for it because you know we're taking out the um the element of choice we can guarantee you guys a really good box of beer for just 29 quid delivered and um trying to make it a bit more accessible for for those out there Mm. yeah that's it it's accessibility and it's, it works both ways as well <clears throat> you know cloudwater have a really good customer base as, as you say they're really well known uh pretty far and wide around the country yet there's still people there that you know clearly haven't haven't tried their beer before um but imagine what that means as well to a brewery who's smaller than cloudwater who has a smaller base you know for mm. them it's it's even more meaningful that they are getting these these boxes of beer out to um hundreds of people around the country you know that that have never tried them or perhaps even never heard of them so it's yeah it's that accessibility piece has always been there from the start but i think our sort of who we're trying to get on board and who we're trying to kind of convince to try this this out has changed a little bit over time um you know i think the core craft beer person gets it they get what they they see the value in getting a full range of beers from a uh, an independent brewery um other people may not quite get that yet and that's the kind of mindset we're trying to change is this is as accessible you know as stuff you can get in the supermarket maybe stuff you usually drink but uh it's so much better and so that that's what we're trying to kind of yeah yeah get people on board to and i think we probably should for those who maybe don't know bruise that well we haven't really explained the 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 whole system i'm sure that everybody listens to this has heard all of our our many mid-roll ad ad rates and and understand it's (laughs) it's beer in the post directly from the brewery the discovery box we don't normally talk about so don't we probably should mention the howling hops discovery box you got well i mean what did that contain how many beers was it size of can or bottle and and kind of the mix so yeah, it was twenty nine pounds, um, eight beers, all four forties. Obviously, pretty big. Um, and big, yeah. yeah, there's there was a deep that considering it's a discovery box. I think a lot of people will be like, oh, this is just going to be their bin ends. This is just going to be lagers that they're trying to get rid of. X, Y, and Z. Probably not doing the best job by drinking a fest beer first, um, but famously <laughs> not a lager. So alongside this we had the apple and ginger sour that i also mentioned um and then there was a seven percent ipa there was a 3.8 percent pale ale that uh, my partner she enjoyed over the weekend um very good ratings so yeah tick and that that was she um, took it out of your hands rather than you sort of palmed it off yeah exactly i was like oh what's yeah. this and uh she thought it sounded delicious and gave good feedback that it was <laughs> So, yeah, that was good. Um, and then there's a pale ale, an American red ale, another pale ale, um, but with slightly different hops, an IPA, 
and this fest beer that I've already mentioned. So yeah, a pretty strong selection. Um, and like I say, that's what's nice about this. It's you're not getting eight of the same beer. They were all different. I think this month there's Brew York coming up, and again they've got two different two different showcase box, two different discovery boxes. Um, so you can kind of tailor it to tailor it to your needs. If you found that you do really just like really like light beers, really like pale ales, then there's a box for that. And if you maybe want to, if if you're not a sour person, which is I feel like sometimes the criticism you get from some of these boxes where people order from a brewery, they maybe don't read the bio and they get hit with all these wild beers that they weren't expecting and dislike them all. Um, maybe there'll be one or two to get you on that pathway to changing. So yeah, I've been, I've, I have been impressed with them to be fair. And I'm not just saying that because you're here, this is a genuine, there has been a good mix in them and yeah, I've enjoyed them. Um, and yeah, it's just really great value, even better value. If you use code three vice men for eight pound off your first box. Oh, oh. <laughs> nice, nice there The discoveries are always eight cans, um, uh, always eight four forties, um, and yeah, there's always a mixed pack and a, and a pails or lights offering. However, you want you want to say it, but the the styles thing you mentioned there is really interesting. We had a I had a customer reach out uh, this week about the Hiding Cups box, and he said beers are great, really good, but I get the mixed pack because I want like stouts and things like that in there. So. It's, little disappointed to not get some you know stouts or mm. uh different kinds of darker beers in there um and howling hops you know are very much known for their their lighter beers their their pale ales their ipas lagers you know sours um and so that's a, you know it's a true reflection on 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 them um but then the brew york is the, the festive pack is probably a little bit on the other end of the scale of like it's got quite a few more darker sour beers in there it's really really strong mix of styles um so you know it's, it's with this with the limited number of breweries we're not going to be able to you know please everyone every month you know with exactly what they want but as you say Dom it's, that's kind of part of the mission it's like you know yeah people to try a bit more of stuff they're not trying as much of um and get them to kind of yeah develop their palate in that way and just appreciate styles that that brewery in particular is has put into that box because they at mm. the end of the day have put that box out to really showcase what they want to showcase as well um yeah at that time so yeah as long as people appreciate that i think then it's a it's a win-win for everyone i was gonna sort of segue from that slightly because the probably the most surprising aspect of of the whole uh bruiser ecosystem and experience and the probably yeah the bit that i really wasn't expecting at the start was the community and the, the kind of planet bruiser facebook page facebook group that don mentioned earlier is phenomenally active in um both holding breweries to account of those who might have uh maybe taken the foot off the gas for a month and everyone goes what's going on here you've not put the effort into this one and uh and also recommending you know once they've had they've liked and i think there's a load of feedback some of it maybe um maybe after they've had a few of the beers so it could be toned down slightly but um i mean that's that's the internet for you um how's that kind of side of the community evolved and and sort of shaped also yeah impacted the breweries that are on it and how, how much does that feedback land with the community aspect of bruiser is always something that we really wanted to um play a big part in the business um, and that's on the on the brewery side and with the with our subscribers as well. We're what we're one of the only businesses out there that can link 
um, the breweries directly up to the customers. So obviously, yeah, as you've, you've spoken before, all the beer comes direct from the brewery you choose. And it's um, loads of our breweries are on our Planet uh, Bruiser Facebook forum as well. So they can see the feedback and you'll, you'll often see them interacting with the subscribers on there and sharing their thoughts and letting you know what's coming up in your next box. Um, so it's, yeah, it's always been a, been a big part and something that we want to bring together more. So we're, obviously an online business right but we we definitely want to have more physical events i think down the line um we have our second birthday party i don't know when this is going going on there but uh yeah this, this friday where we've invited you know loads of breweries coming down and lots of our subscribers as well so it should be a really fun night but i think in the new year we want to look to be doing more of that and just bringing people together through beer which is uh what we're all about really. the forum that we kind of set up has again ex- ex- exceeded expectations massively like it's grown to be a really nice community and it is uh you know 90 98 percent nice um i think uh <laughs> i think uh i'm, I'm laughing there because yeah James is looking at hotels in Shrewsbury for Friday, which is which is making me making me smile. Uh, it's ninety eight percent nice. I think what we're we're very guilty of uh, taking the kind of critical comments uh, to heart, probably a bit too much. Uh, and you you know naturally, it's human nature. You focus on them more than you do the positive uh, reactions too. Um, so there's been a learning for us in like you know how do we kind of take that feedback? How do we provide that channel to breweries that doesn't sort of give uh, unrepresentative feedback to breweries as well um, and that's one thing we're really keen to to implement in the new year is is uh, providing a channel for people to give private feedback to breweries uh, where they can be you know I think more honest and, and take away that public venue for for comments I think that that changes the way people write uh, and and say things so um really keen to do that and i think brewers would be really appreciative of that you know we we try and pass on any feedback that we we get positive and constructive um for breweries um but you know it's it's largely a very active and and really positive uh and engaged community which we absolutely love you know it's it's i i think that um we've well, we've seen a lot of our subscribers in the early days still on bruiser still very active on bruiser i think that's testament to the the, the breweries involved the offerings that they're, they're putting out and then also the kind of community side of it that people feel a part of something that you know growing and and uh being being a force for good for craft beer in the uk sorry i i was still looking at hotels and i actually had started searching <laughs> for that before it came up again that's that's <laughs> i just took me a long time to find the share screen button on zoom We'll, so see you, on, we'll see you on Friday, James. <laughs> you, you talk about in-person events, and I think probably one of the major things you guys have done over the last couple of years is be very big festival sponsors. Is that something you maybe have in the plans? Is that something you've talked about between you to maybe host a Bruiser Festival? Um, we've got some beers that we'll come on to later, but festival-wise, is that something you've been thinking about? Definitely something we've had lots of internal discussions about um for us though it, there's four of us in total but lewis and i are the only ones that are kind of working on this full time um yeah the lift to put on a festival is, is quite large so we don't really have the manpower at the manpower at the moment it's something we'd mm. 
we'd like to do in the future, but do it. We want to do it right. And um, I think we're in a good position to to put on a really good festival and an event. But uh, yeah, nothing, no date set yet, but watch this space maybe maybe in the coming year or two. We'll, uh, we'll put a gathering on. Keep it yeah, anyone you. who's organised a beer festival will say that it's it's not easy. Especially to get it right. You know, and, and that's one thing that we are very conscious of that whatever we do would have to work really well for the breweries involved. Like it, it would be about them and you know, we'd, we'd want it to be the, the physical version of what Bruiser is, which is just that kind of turn up, show, you know, showcase the beer you want and um you have a good time. That, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Whereas, you know, I think a lot of festivals can be guilty of maybe getting a bit bit corporate and a bit oversized and, you know, it eventually doesn't work that well for the breweries and then you lose them, you don't have a festival. So um, there's lots of like nuances. It's a bit of a minefield, um, but something that is definitely on the radar for the for the future. It is one thing that we'd all love to do is have more. It, it, I think it frustrates us a little bit that we are simply a digital business mm, uh, because yeah. we want to be closer to customers, to, to breweries. You know, we all, uh, I think, would relish that that more physical element to the to the to the to the concepts of the community, um, which is why you know we're, we're we're starting smaller with these physical events, but we're definitely going to be doing more of them. Um, and yeah, having beers with people is what we want to be doing in the, the day. Let's let's scale back slightly. Oh, what about a, a kind of, you know, let's hit some key cities, key. Uh, I mean, you've got the subscriber data, you know, where the where the clusters are, kind of tap takeovers with maybe a few breweries coming down to certain locations. Is that a kind of halfway house that might be hit a bit sooner? I think we've actually discussed that as well, haven't we, Lewis? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, we could definitely kick something like that off. It would be good, yeah, to just do. A few events across the country um and just meet more of our subs and yeah share some share some of our breweries as well so and and maybe hosted by a kind of I don't know, friendly sort of regular beer hosting kind of people um i think craft beer channel would be good for it yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, as long as you don't bring that microphone, James, you're able to fit anyone else in the venue. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm... No, there's, there's, there's so much we could do with it, and uh, we are very open to ideas. So if you know you guys or anyone listening, kind of can can give some inspiration as to what you'd want. You know what 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 kind of events do you want to see? Um, what would you love to go to in your local? town city whatever then yeah let us know we 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 want to do more of this and want to do stuff that works for everyone so yeah sounds like is. a uh, a post on planet bruiser might be coming soon mm. so uh yeah. <clears throat> watch out for that well while we're doing some of my ropey ideas ropey ideas well we can jump back into my my marketing corner um number one is discovery boxes i feel like there's some uh, some good images with uh I forgot the name of the spaceman. I forgot the name of the Astro. spaceman. Astro. Cast- yeah. Um, he could have a disco box, some disco lights for the dis- discovery, discovery box. Oh. That's, that's one of my favourite abbreviations for discovery. This is a pen, James. It's getting written down. Oh, there we go. Um, glad we got the good one out of the way first. Um, I think some of the discovery boxes, it could be useful to have a, a brief 
30 to 45 to a minute video description from the brewer about what the uh, about what's in the box is uh what you're expecting a bit more of interactive content love it yeah again this idea. is just since we've sat down for the zoom call so come on what's next james well i was shaping it up for a big third but i think i'd already done my third event with the kind of small third idea with the small events so um th- those are my three this. ideas I do, I do think online events like making the most of Planet Bruiser could be something. Is that something you would maybe reach out into? Because if you've got lots of people that have all ordered the same box, maybe organizing some kind of virtual tastings that way. Is that something that you would maybe look at doing? Yeah, we, we've spoken about it um, quite a bit. We have done a, a couple in the past. I know they're quite popular over sort of the COVID time. Mm. Uh, and maybe it's something we need to revisit, to be honest. Um, we're a bit I don't think I don't know well I'm talking for myself here Lewis I'm not technically minded whatsoever so I wouldn't even know where to begin but I know a couple of guys (laughs) 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 Rafi Channel channel are in high demand they're really really good good. they're really Really professional (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah we've done we've done a few events we did we did obviously the kernel tasting with Rafi Channel we we did a few live tastings last year with fellowship of beer um which were which were great i think you know it's 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 something we definitely should be doing more of we're in a very unique position that we've got this community as as you've said already and uh you know really good relationships with the breweries we work with so there is the opportunity there you know it's it to be to be somewhat open it's it's we're pretty stretched like you know at the moment and it's it's hard as ollie says you know you know festival is kind of uh is at the moment just beyond sort of imagining sort of spending time organizing and putting that together but even smaller things we 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 want them to be good we want them to be um really engaging for people uh it does take quite a bit of time uh an organization i think it's just uh it's difficult for us to to kind of put that aside at times but we we definitely should be doing that it's we're guilty of of not spending enough time doing that sort of thing we've talked a lot about some of my silly ideas for what could be the future i think we should probably talk about what what has been successful and what you have done but first uh, my glass is nearly empty so we all should talk we also should talk about the beers that we've been drinking um i'm not sure which of your three beers i was most excited to hear about i know it probably wasn't dom's fest beer so uh ollie can you tell us a bit about the kind of secret sauce that's been in your glass and and how it's gone down? Yeah, I, don't, I haven't even seen what percent this is. So, twelve. <laughs> yeah, he's like thirteen. Shit. There's going to be some loose answers in the second half of this podcast. <laughs> so six percent. It's full of uh, yeah, full full bodied in there, and it's I'm getting a lot of like nectarine and peachy kind of stone fruit vibe to it. Which is really nice. It's um, I had a I had a lager sat next to it, and obviously I'd normally start with a lager, but I just fancy something a little bit hoppier this time. Mm. Um, Especially if you so, knew you were going to get roasted by Curtis for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need something a little stronger. So, uh, but no, this is this is slipping down really nicely. Um, I can't wait for people to get their box. Um, they're they're including the nice little sort of tasting notes in there as well and stickers and and all of the fun stuff um so yeah i've been really really impressed with vibrant forest so far actually and it's a it's a Mm. delicious beer 
And will that Fantastic. be available for December lock-in, or are we looking at January? Actually, December. The our second half of subs in December, and then but mainly January. Yeah, we've got a couple of big breweries to announce in January. Oh, mm-hmm. well, after the twelve percenters, we look forward to hearing what they are. <laughs> uh, Lewis, how's your beer gone down? Yeah, it's lovely. It's Pintle by Burt Mill. Um, it's a four point three percent pale ale um with cascade citra and a touch of casbeck um i think burnt mill i'm sure people are familiar with burnt mill but in case they're not they're so so good at westies uh new zealand hops pale ales uh leapers it's yeah they're, they're just incredible all of those kind of different varieties of pale ale um and this one's got just a lovely nice bitterness to it that means you can just I mean, four point three percent. It's just extremely drinkable. Um, I could have another, but they didn't provide any duplicates in that box, so uh, I get to enjoy a different one next. But yeah, it's a really good beer. I I'm a big big Burt Mill fan. Always have been. And a, if anyone hasn't had their box yet, I'd highly recommend. I'm a massive fan of their can art and labels. Actually, mm. yeah, yeah, it's very clean, isn't it? Yeah, they yeah. have um kind of shiny labels a lot of the time, don't they? Which, yeah, uh, sometimes does stand out a little bit. Kind of sit there, yeah. Mm. It, it makes it look like the labels sort of torn. Mm. Uh, but they're all inspired by sort of nature and geography, aren't they? And um, yeah. they they work with a photographer. Uh, I can't remember the name of the heart, but yeah, they work with a really cool photographer. That does sort of a lot of their landscape photography um, for the cans, and yeah, they're just uh, they're just an awesome brewery. They deserve mm. all the accolades they get. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. And uh, I think people who have listened to a lot of this podcast will know that I've I've rated them for a long time, and yeah, can't I can never turn it down when I see it in a fridge at a beer shop. It's always no. always goes straight in the basket. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm Pinson as well. I've, I've had that before, and yeah, I could I could easily over the easily over the Christmas period have um quite a lot of those in the fridge and not have any left at the end. Yeah, amazing. That's no, great, great beer, great brewery. Dom Fest beer. Uh, famously not a lager it does what it says on the tin yeah it's just a really good fest beer um it's got that like lovely amber color you get from those lagers 5.2 percent but just incredibly drinkable um the malt really comes through and yeah it's just a beer that makes me very happy so i'm very glad i've started on it um curtis how was yours yeah so the overtone hop and fighter um uh, it was one of those styles is like i think i'm familiar with it i'm not 100 percent sure i mean i i know enough kind of basic beer german to know that it's it's hops and wheat and that normally signifies a good time for me and um, so yeah very much enjoyed this um simcoe eureka and citra is the hot bill so it kind of towed the line between it uh, that kind of wheat beer sort of sweetness and and malt profile and then actually maybe some more traditionally west coast hops um very drinkable again yeah no duplicates so um i'll have to remember this rather than drink it again anytime soon but uh yeah can't wait to move on to the next one which means it is probably time to go to the fridge uh, so stick around and we'll be right back they drink beer, so much beer All other different types of beer They drink beer, lots of beer It's beer uh, Welcome back to uh, part two We're still here with the Bruiser Boys 
celebrating the second birthday of their their wonderful platform. Uh, Lewis, Ollie, there were some interesting beers that, that came out in the first part. I'm interested to see what we've all brought to the table. I Before we go through them, I want to play a little bit of Top Trumps with all of us. So I want to go, who thinks they've got the lowest ABV? Anyone want to stick their hand up? Dom, Dom's I've, not looking that confident. I've got potential. But... Potential? Oh, yeah. Ollie stuck his finger up there. Potentially, yeah. Oh, that's a bit of a wishy-washy well, answer then. by us, though, isn't it? Let's let's read them out. I think. Uh, let's want to go it. first. I'm on a five point five. Five point five, Ollie. I'm four and a half. Four and a half, Dom. What are you saying? Seven. Seven. My well, man. it's true that the hosts of this podcast really know how to do a Monday because I'm on an 8.4%. Uh, <laughs> we've got a dipper. So go on then, Ollie, you're the lowest. We'll, we'll build up. What, what are you going for? So I've got a collaboration beer from Wilderness who are not too far away from me down the road in Newtown. Um, mm. One of my favourite breweries at the moment and that maybe because they're close proximity proximity to me but i just i love them to bits i think james is awesome every beer he puts out there is uh so unique and just different um but it's a collaboration between them and our other friends at wild horse brewing in north wales so it's called when i'm dancing and it's a wild berry sour at 4.5 percent um, it's fruit and sour in collaboration with our friends from Wild Horse, brewed with pilsner and wheat malt, plus fruit additions of Wimberries and blackberries collected from our orchard and the surrounding hillside. So uh, it's delicious. You know, some sours that you drink just kind of taste a lot of sugar and a lot of sweetness. This is uh, well balanced and um, but a lovely fruity edge to it as well and a beautiful colour. Fantastic, yeah. Uh, it's uh, oh, kind of you call that a dark red, kind of yeah, purple, yeah, purpley red, yeah. Fantastic, uh, Lewis. What's what's in your in your glass this time? So Dom inspired me a little bit with this beer choice, um, and I remembered off the back of that that I still have a beer or two left from my Ampersand Oktoberfest box, which was amazing. Uh, Ampersand are incredible incredible at lagers and this one is their golden harvest lager at 5.5 percent and um yes it uses uh british ingredients to kind of give a uh, a first beer style lager um but yes yeah, it's, it's golden promise malt with uh, goldings hops and it appropriately ends the tasting notes with raise a glass with us to our uk farmers so i love the fact that this is a very very delicious drinkable beer um, that's been made with British ingredients um, by one of the best in the business at this style of beer, in my mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, again, <clears throat> I know I've plugged Burt Mill before. I'll plug Ampersand now. They're an incredible brewery. If you haven't tried their beers, definitely worth getting their box. Um, whether it's the, the showcase, they also occasionally do a sort of mixed fermentation box as well. Um, yeah, really good, really good brewery. Give them a try. Right, Dom, what's uh seven percent? You you were nearly there on the high ABV stakes. I was, I was. I'm just gonna play it down. Um, but uh, just jumping off the back of what Lewis said, um, that 
I had that ampersand Oktoberfest uh, box last month. Um, and yeah, I have to say 100% more seconds. They're some of the best lagers in the biz. Um, it was a proper good mix as well. There were some really good beers that came out of that. So yeah, if you're kind of sat on the fence with them, give them a go. You won't be disappointed. But in my glass, um, I've got the 500 pound Canary. I've got the Citra Cryo Mosaic Sabro New England IPA from Howling Hops. Um, I feel like Sabro is one of those hops. I think I like it, but I'm not really sure. So if you can brew a beer with Sabro in, I enjoy it. Well done you. Um, and if not, then maybe go back to the drawing board with everything you know and believe. Um, so this is going to be a real sort of litmus test for Howling Hops. So yeah, I'm excited to get into it. I with the name there, five hundred pound canary. I'm trying to work out: is that like a modern day sort of mine technology, or is it actually just the most expensive um, player at Norwich? Isn't it from? It's from something, isn't it? Isn't it? No. Well, we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll have to have a bit of a Google while while I talk about this beer. Um, I went big. I thought, in honour of present company, I'm just going to break out a collaboration. So from Planet X, we've got the Verdant. X flock, X bruiser, X craft beer diaries, uh, can of the wonderful casting the void differ eight point four percent. First time out of the can and it's smelling amazing. So very much looking forward to this. Um, before I talk about the drink itself, can you talk us through what's going on here? Why there's so many people involved, and how have you got your name on the can? Yeah, uh, I mean. This, you asked about kind of two years rating it or whatever. I think this project is the biggest sort of signal I can give to like how, I don't know, we're like little fanboys that have just fallen, you know, into a bit of a dream with this. It's 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 incredible that we're able to even um, kind of come up with a project like this, let alone kind of execute on it um, and get the buy-in that we've had from um, breweries and, and the craft diary. So <clears throat> what for, for those that aren't familiar, Project X is um, our our take on the Christmas box this year. We, we were thinking of doing an advent calendar. Um, we wanted to do something special, that's for sure. Um, but we, you know, we looked at the the reality of putting together an advent calendar. It's quite hard. And we, we the thing that excited us most about it was the idea of doing some collaboration brews with our favorite breweries. Um, and, and really making some interesting beers um, and so we kind of just scaled it back to just that really it was like well you know rather than trying to go too big on the number of beers or like a fancy box uh, that costs a lot and, and coming out of like an 80 pound plus price point we were thinking well let's just do the part of it that really excites us the most which is let's make some incredible beers keep it to six price point a bit more accessible and just make it about that basically um and then we 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 sort of teamed up with Craft Diaries, who uh, is a guy called Dave. He's an incredible artist. Uh, he's known for his uh, glassware in, in craft beer, um, the sort of um, juice bomb glassware and that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, he does incredible designs on there. And we thought let's let's take his skills and see what he can do on on beer cans. And um, you know, we it it features our sort of space branding and astro on, on most of them um but also each can has a kind of nod to the branding of the two breweries involved so each can each of the six beers is two breweries us and the craft diaries um that's created a beer with an incredible like, unique label that fits within the kind of 
theme of the whole project. And yeah, we're, we're in a very privileged position to pull this off. So the one you're drinking there, James, is, is Verdant and Flock. Um, we've got Neon Wrap the Drop Projects, Gravity, Gravity Well and Barren, uh, Tempest and Umbard, Pastore and Vault City, and Full Circle and Missing Link. And, uh, you know, to, to, to even, as I said before, to even think about doing brews with all those breweries individually is, is, is amazing. And then to bring them all together for this was just something else. So yeah, we're, we're so proud of it. Really excited, uh, to, I haven't even tried any of the beers yet. Um, so you're ahead of me on that already, James, but, um, yeah, this Friday at, at Rad, we're going to be having all of them on draft. Uh, so yeah, super excited for that and super excited to see how people receive the box as a whole when it gets delivered next week which is really exciting that collaboration must have felt pretty special so i, I i'm gonna apologize here because i i was slightly actually booking a hotel while while you're answering that so i was only just listening were you in the room when it was brewed yeah yeah so we we Amazing. ollie and i um as we said before uh are the only two on like full-time on bruiser so we we couldn't warrant both going to every brew day um because you know one of us had to keep keep steering the ship um so i did three ollie did three um i went to burden drop project and pastore and uh, ollie went to missing link tempest and gravity well gravity well yeah Yeah. Mm. awesome days um, but yeah that's that's it as well We, we we wanted to actually be an active part of it and not just um not just kind of on the sidelines. So we we kind of said, well, we teamed the breweries up. We suggested the the team ups and we suggested mm. styles as well. Um and then uh, yeah, recipe discussions from there on and and being a part of the brew day and all of the breweries were just so accommodating and each each was very different, I would say. Um but yeah, that that's something that we want to do a lot more of is just spending time with our brewery partners and and the people that 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 create the beers really i think that's the, the best part about the job and that's what we're going to be doing more of yeah and we talked about making it accessible um to everyone and kind of giving some giving everyone something a little bit different um i know curtis has a dipper maybe not the most accessible beer but we've got some sours we've got some stouts and you really have kind of hit every demographic with those clubs do you want to just give us a little rundown of what you brewed with each of them you say yeah. you say accessible we, we've had we've had a lot of comments about uh, 40 quid for six beers uh, as you can probably imagine <laughs> so, yeah you know, it's planet uh, planet bruiser doing its thing yeah, planet bruiser gets the value it. for the everyman consumer planet bruiser gets it that they, they are they are they very much understand what this is i think it's when we've tried to like go a bit wider with it you know then it's a huge mindset shift isn't it for someone to try and get their head around six beers you know 40 pounds but it's a hundred percent worth it like the beers that you know uh, that are in this project are awesome. But yeah, Ollie, I'll, I'll let you run through them. Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk about the ones that I did. So first, I went up to uh, Tempest in my little camper van and brewed the the Tempest Umbard collab, which was a Tempestone, mm. 10% Panatone uh, Imperial Stout. A sort so, of Italian cake? Yes, that's it. So we've called that one Intergalactic Panatone. Panatoni into Galactic. Nice, I, uh, <laughs> nice. I get it now. Yeah. Yeah. And that was actually, yeah, that was Umbard and Tempest who came out after that one in the name. But um, yeah, it was awesome going up to there. We had local honey that we put in there, loads of sort of uh, 
fruit and spices and vanilla. Um, so I had a great day brewing up with those guys. And then and that's, that's I went pretty down. far up, isn't it? I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah, it's on the east. south. Is it in Scotland or just, it's, just it's on in the Scotland. way? In? Yeah, yeah, in Scotland, just on the uh, the Scottish borders there. Um, and those guys, they're stouts, they do a lot of barrel aged. Um, this is Tempest, and yeah, they're a perfect pairing with Dunbard, who are based down in Brighton. Mm. So that was great. And then I moseyed on down to London to do the uh, the Gravity Well Baron collaboration which mm. is a dipper. Those two, um, yeah, are just producing some of the best hot forward beers in the country. Have you had much from Gravity Well before? I'm sure you... I've had a little bit from Gravity Well, not as much as I've had from Baron. Was there a bit of a fight about the um, serving size of the can? Well, we decided to do it at Gravity Well to keep more 440s because, of course, the Baron yeah. beers are, are 500, aren't they? But, mm. yeah, had a great day down there. Uh, Jack, Jack Baron. His uh, partner is a chef, so he brought these fucking unbelievably delicious cookies that uh, she made. So that was that was the highlight of that day. <laughs> and, and not, the, not beer, the beer, not the beer inspired operation. at all. Not, not, not for the beer, not for, not for the beer. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what was that one called? Can you remember? It... Uh, Luna Liquid. Luna Liquid. Luna Liquid. That's the one. And That's then... a nature project. <laughs> And then we went down to uh, to Sussex to brew at Missing Link with Full Circle, another d- dipper called 32 Monkeys in Space. And uh, have you tried much from Missing Link? So I had a Missing Link box last month. And what did you think of it? I, I was very impressed, actually. Um, so it's... Uh, I, I, I shouldn't say this. So their can branding is fairly... I mean, they've got a style. Mm-hmm. And they and they they fit on it, so you, you kind of, but I I'd say it it's done well, but it it's a can style for me that is done not so well by a lot of breweries. So actually, when I tasted all the beers, I was really pleasantly surprised because I was kind of undervaluing it based on the yeah. bad or the the breweries that had done that kind of can less well. Mm-hmm. If that makes you sense, um, and what's that saying? shouldn't uh judge a can yeah. by its filling <laughs> or, no. um, i'm not very good at live you in shouldn't libraries. judge a can by its untapped rating yeah, that's, 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 yeah. That's the one. no i've learned did, my you, did you have some just in the single hop series in there it, i did it, so in the box yeah. there was uh four or five of the single hop series so i made sure i um i saved them actually and when i went down to see some friends i took three or four of them with me and made and forced my non-craft beer drinking friends to side by side them with me uh, and go for a full flight. Um, luckily, I, we were staying in a place that had lots and lots of glasses of small enough <laughs> volume that we could actually go, okay, that one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say I converted some people, but I've um, maybe lost some friends. Uh, <laughs> no, and so I was very impressed by Mr. Link actually. And um, yeah. I, so I, I'm, I'm in that part of the world not too infrequently, so I, I might have to take a visit to their tap room whenever I, I would, get the opportunity. I'd 100% recommend going and visit their tap room. So Jeremy, who set it up, he is from Zimbabwe originally. Mm. Uh, he used to be a tobacco farmer and then became a winemaker. And he travelled the wow. world making <clears throat> making wine. And then um, he got this little, it's an old dairy where they're set up in, 
and they have this beautiful tap room. They have some glamping pods um, down there as well. And he just makes incredible hop forward beer. Um, mm. It's one of the only breweries I've been to. Like his uh, his grain, he gets delivered like every four or five days or something like that because he always wants it to be freshly milled. And we we had to uh, measure the temperature of each bag before we put it in the auger before mashing in so we could get a strike temperature uh, and adjust it. And everything wow. was just, yeah, so particular. And I guess that's the winemaking background. Um, but when, when you measure the temperature of a bag of grain, is that a probe in the middle? Is that around yeah, the outside? Where's yeah, the, yeah, just sticking the probe right into the bag. It's a great day. And obviously full circle, we've, I don't, did you guys ever try our Space Safari collaboration beer that we did? That was our first collab with full circle. Mm. So we've all, we had a very good relationship with them. Love Ben and Alex and the team. But uh, yeah, anyway, I should stop waffling. That was my three collaboration beers, Lewis. Yeah, and then I had uh, the, the honour of going down to Verdant. Uh, I hadn't actually visited Verdant before. Um, so that was an awesome experience. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's compared to, I'll come back to like Pastore, um, who is a very small operation, you know, Verdant mm. is like, a really impressive kit it's um you know it's extremely uh well the, the space is huge and then they've, you know they've got a lot of a lot brewing at any one time um but the team there are just like so on it so smart and sharp um peppered them with questions and i think they didn't like me by the end of the day but uh you know that it, it was a, it was a great experience to be there and then they've got they've got a pizza oven a yeah. massive coffee machine that Adam is well into. I probably got offered coffee about 30 times before uh before lunch. Um but we sat at the end of the brew day, the flock guys came down uh and we sat at the end of the day in the sunshine outside eating pizza, drinking beer. Um which yeah, I mean it's just a great day to be down there. Um I drove there and back in a day, so unfortunately I can only have one beer. Um awesome. but yeah, it was uh, it was a great experience. It's a really cool tap room. I mean, we would be down there, and it's if if anybody gets the chance. I mean, they I mean they host the um little summer beer bash what, every three yeah. years or so. Every three, yeah, um, yeah so. definitely worth going down for that or any other opportunities, and yeah, make a holiday out of it while you're in Cornwall. That's it. I, I would I would rather than going to a part of the country and thinking oh, I'm in this part of the country, I should definitely visit this tap room. It it literally can be I'm going to go to Verdon Tap Room and then I'm going to maybe explore some yeah. in the rest of Cornwall and Devon yeah. while yeah. I'm down there. You know, and the seafood, oh, you can do the seafood, seafood bar. bar as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. so good. Yeah, done that as well. Yeah, That's oh, so good. So seasonal good. though, isn't it? It's not. It's not open all year round. Or I think they may have even they may have even ended the. I think it's like a pop up that they might. I don't know if they're gonna. I think it might be. I think I think it might yeah. be year round, but then they just do seasonal oh, right. reduce yeah. and things. Maybe they just reduce the hours and things around. Or everyone went on holiday after a busy up. summer season. Well, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, that was a that was a wicked brew day. Um, and how is the beer tasting? Did did we mess it up? James. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's going down a treat. I mean, you know, it's what I nice. expect when I hear verdant and flock, and it's yeah, eight point four percent verdant. I I I don't know what I'm getting, but I know the quality level I'm getting, and uh, that has been achieved. So um, I'd strike that off as very much a success. Good. Yeah, I mean to see to see our name on the side of the cam with verdant and flock is like yeah, again, just incredible. And I was very nervous that the three 
beers that Ollie went to brew, being a brewer himself, were going to be epic. And the three that I was involved with were going to be flops. But, you yeah. know, luckily, I guess I'm you, you were like, oh, I'll just get uh, the content so in. I'm here to get content. Like, you, yeah, <laughs> digging out the mash. Content. Yeah, you do that. Yeah. And then it's a trip to kind of North Cambridge and, and Pastore. Uh, yes. Well, Drop Project was next. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm from, well, I lived in that part of London for a long time. So it's really good to go home um, and see the guys down at Drop Project. Um, had a good few beers with Jack after as well in, in town. Um, so yeah, that was a that was a really good day. Um, again, kind of a really impressive kit, but like not as not the same scale as Verdant. It was a lot more, I guess, a lot more manual, a lot more. Um, uh, well, there's only a few people on the team that day, and I I got to help out the canning line and everything. I got like felt like a kid on work experience. It was great. Uh, and then and then Pastore was a whole different ball game. Um, you know, Ben and Chris. Uh, who run the brewery there are two of the loveliest people ever. Um, I I used to like them. Um, I don't anymore because they're both Wolves fans. And after the Wolves Tottenham game, I can't be friends with them anymore. But <laughs> I did like them a lot before that. Um, they are yeah, father and son. Uh, yeah, um, wicked wicked pair of people. And uh, what they've built in Pastore is just this really humble but incredibly high quality brewery the beers they put out are just mm. yeah they've stayed very true to what they are they haven't tried to sort of be uh they haven't tried to see the market too much they just they make extremely good sour beer um they keep it as kind of fresh and as natural as possible i think and that's that's awesome and it was really interesting to see them pairing up with vault city uh on this which is quite a funky sour for them um, and so it was clear that they were kind of experimenting and learning with it as well. It wasn't just kind of like, a, you know, mm. a job done sort of thing. It was, it was really a, a there was a really big process behind it. Um, that, that was a sour based on the old snowball cocktail as well, wasn't it? Lewis? Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, exactly. so that, I guess that's more kind of a Walt City bag of trying to match a cocktail to, or, or re- replicate a cocktail in the medium of beer. I think um, it brings them brings them both together a little bit like, yeah. because Pastore is so good at the fruit side. They are really, mm. really good at putting beer on fruit and letting it do its thing. And I think there's the there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of citrus in it. Um on that side, but there's also things like vanilla custard, which is really different. So mm. uh I think it really does bring those two different breweries and what they're known for together in one beer, which is awesome. So we should say both both previously been on the pod along with a couple of the other collaborators so um feel free to look back through our archive if you want to get more uh insight into how both of those breweries work but um yeah friends of the pod as well yeah friends of the pod friends of the pod i i'd say you guys are now good friends of the pod yeah we'll have a badge for you on friday um <laughs> no, I, I think that's really exciting. And and being kind of party and witness to these kind of both expert brewers, kind of not because uh, I guess there's a little bit of well, if it was me, there'd be a little bit of competition of kind of showing our puff in the chest out a bit of oh, we can do it this way or we can do it this way, but also that kind of oh no, you tell me how you do it because I want to learn as well. I mean, what what was that like being in, kind of witness to those conversations or had they happened kind of earlier offline? A lot of that would have happened off offline a little bit, um, but most certainly there's still, even on the brew days, you're still kind of 
Mm. Oh, what hops are we going to dry hop this with? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, just the varying various techniques that people use as well. Like when I was at uh, Gravity Well, they had a, a hop can in there, um, which is this big instrument for getting uh, yeah hops kind of into the in, into the beer, and um, they hated it. They said can't use it, and I've heard loads of breweries say that about it. And then I go to like Missing Link, and Jeremy's like, "This is a hop cannon. I absolutely love it." Full circle. I've had one for a couple of years, but it's still in its packaging because they've heard so so many bad things about it. So just like hearing that how um, yeah, certain people get on with certain equipment and mm. others don't. But it's yeah, collaborations are all about learning, right? So yeah, obviously, since we last spoke to you as well, we we had the ultimate collab box, uh, including Tetrad, which was the beer we brewed with Sure Shot Overturn and Polly's. And that, I don't know, if, if anyone got the box, they would have read um, uh, Karan from Overtone wrote like a really cool little blog post thing that went into the box. And he was, you know, he's been involved with a lot of collabs and uh, he described it extre- really well that the, the the email thread between the three breweries and us, it was, it was it was immense to see like you know some of the country's best brewers talking about techniques uh and ideas that are wacky that others hadn't heard of and it wasn't like like you say james it wasn't like a chest puffy thing in any way it was it was genuine curiosity and sharing and collaboration it was it was such an eye-opener like it was yeah to, to think that these breweries are so humble like you know despite being best at the be- best mm. in the business they're still so humble and want to learn and want to improve and respect each other's kind of way of doing things. It's yeah, it's great. It's it's such a good industry. It's uh, yeah, yeah, it's awesome to be a part of. No, I I love the, the the collaborative aspect and the almost that kind of lack of competition of if we push everybody up, you know, a rising tide floats yeah. all boats. And <laughs> if if there's more good beer out there, people are going to enjoy it more, and we're going to be able to sell more. But also, we'll be able to drink more good beer. Yeah. And that's, you know, I don't want to reduce people who make beer to being, I want to drink the best beer I can. But I mean, it describes me. We'll see where we go with that. I, it sounds like an amazing project. I didn't mention this before, actually, but um, Dave from Craft Diaries has made this exclusive glass as well, which is insane. Like, I cannot wait to have it in my hand. But yeah, that's so that's we had packed with the glass, packed without the glass. With the glass is gone, there's, there's, a, there's a very few uh, boxes without the glass remaining now. Yeah, and we're there. There's some of this stock is out in the wild, but this is going to be the only place where you can uh, get the full set. And yeah. some of the breweries are, are are quite small. We're pretty much buying all the stock as well. So oh, you want wow. to get your hands on these beers? Mm. Jump on it quick. Well, definitely look out for that then. I I'm going to change tack quite a lot here from from those because I think there's an element of the kind of brewing industry where you know you're kind of leading i think a lot of these collabs you come in coming in and, and adding a little bit and you probably wouldn't mind me saying not the kind of vast brewing knowledge that some of these fantastic breweries bring but i think the sustainability side is something that you guys have pioneered or not pioneered but kind of you championed uh, and have kind of come forward and i think that was part of your ethos is that you're taking great beer from these breweries and 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 connecting it to consumers but also with those connections to all of those you can kind of bring best practice and and uh yeah the kind of tips and things you might pick up with collabs to other people and kind of make the industry better as a bit of a catalyst really um 
I was on the website earlier. I saw 37,881 saplings have been planted so far. What's the future look like with sustainability and brewing? What's what's the exciting developments that you guys have witnessed and have been a part of? Oh, there's a lot going on. I think it's, and again, it's, as Ollie kind of alluded to earlier on, every brewery is so different and what's important to them, what's possible for them as well, uh, varies a lot around the country, I think. That's that's the role that we like to see ourselves playing a little bit more in the future is uh, with this new website, the community um, part of the site is one thing we've wanted a long time where we can kind of write blogs and have uh, people contribute blogs as well um, from various sources. But yeah, we, we really want to be a champion of sustainability and, and sharing information and best practice uh, through the industry via that medium i think that's that's something we're really excited to kind of develop more um but there's lots there's lots going on i think and lots already that breweries can learn from uh that other breweries are doing and it, it a lot of it depends on uh what what sustainability means to you as well so a lot of people their mind will jump straight to climate the environment we need to reduce our carbon footprint of the beer um and there's lots of good stuff going on there whether it's energy generation, solar panels, uh, where you get your water from, where you, you know, how you treat it, um, recycling spent grain. You know, I think a lot of breweries are kind of that that's all fairly low hanging fruit, I think, that a lot of breweries are now mm. doing. Um, of course, again, it depends on scale, it depends on the styles of beer that you're brewing. Um, but I think a lot of those things are kind of um already on the minds of a lot of a lot of breweries. But then there's other things like uh kind of we, uh, there's i guess there's been a bit of a locality issue with breweries um well it, the locality of breweries has changed hasn't it from back in the old days it was only ever local people that would drink a beer and now it's accessible and we're we're, we're a driver of this it's accessible to anyone across the country um but people like or breweries like left-handed giant have a really big focus on reducing the distance from tap to or tank to tap sorry um, so, you know, I think it's going to like, I don't quote me on this, but like 80% of their beer goes, uh, into glasses in Bristol, something like that, um, or goes through their own venues, um, which is amazing. And that in itself is a sustainability drive. You know, you, you have fewer beer miles, but also you're, um, you're, you're ensuring that your product is a part of the local community. Um, and, uh, you know, the people are inherently investing in that brewery by, by, purchasing it in the local community so mm. um there, there's lots of different takes on sustainability lots of different things that people can be doing but i think breweries are often intimidated i feel by the the sort of scale of the of the issue and and what is possible but really it's about taking those small steps you don't have to become a b corp overnight you don't have to you know completely um tear up your brewing process and start again it's just about those small incremental changes to stay true to what you are but also you know, what can you be doing better how can you improve in all senses um oh, for me personally it's a really interesting area I, we were speaking to um sublimator the weekend which hopefully is the podcast just released before so you can go back and check that if you haven't listened already uh, and they're doing work with uh, cardiff met university to make some crackers out of their spent grain to then be served with cheese in the tap room and you think that is oh, wow. an outrageous project and sounds amazing. And I'm so for that, but also that's quite an extreme measure 
of sustainability and circular economy you don't need to go all that way to get some of the benefits and be able to do some of the yeah the low-hanging fruit is good but also just that kind of first principle stuff of let's think who we're making the beer for and, and how we make it but um no amazing amazing dom um you've got some ideas on on the future is going to look like haven't you so we so we've had these collabs now. Um, you're talking about kind of moving forward and how the brewers can grow themselves. What can we expect from brewers in 2024? Have you got anything, any key points that you kind of want to hit? Any key metrics that you're looking for, or is it just going to kind of be growing on the two years so far? Key metrics. Uh, KPIs, man. That's, that's oh, deep. KPIs. He's got the passwords. <laughs> my man's a corporate <laughs> shell. Let me get my PowerPoint up. Dom's got an MBA, which is a master of beer appreciation. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, lots of things. I think uh, one thing, well, there's, there's, there's one thing we'd love to do is grow the team out a little bit. So we're, that is, that is a kind of first priority, I think, is to kind of build out the team, bring in a bit, bring in some fresh eyes and some expertise, I think. Um, in areas that we're not as experienced in. Um, it has been the, the same four of us on this since we launched. And I think it would really benefit from uh, just some kind of fresh thinking, fresh ideas. And, and you know, it's good to always kind of get that outside perspective and, and, and leverage it. Um, but we also, as I said before, we really want to grow on this community foundation that we've, we've started now. We've got on the site. That was a big box tick for us. Now we can actually put long form content on the site um and in a nice flexible way so that that's going to be a big focus of ours going forward and is, uh, is that is that written content for people who want to see it or is that video content audio content yeah mostly written mostly written um but but it was kind of we're, we're changing things slowly as we go and i think that it will start off as written but it can be video mm. um audio going forward yeah that 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 part of it we, we basically want to share knowledge and share stories um you know more than we are today so that's a big part of it um but then in terms of as well the kind of i mean the site is our is our i guess is our product right the site is is, is what bruiser is mm. uh we, i mentioned before we want to um create an opportunity where subscribers can give feedback to breweries um directly that the that benefits the breweries it also gives subscribers a good uh way to reflect on on the what they receive in a, in a nice way um and generally just sort of be able to um recommend you know to take into account people's preferences a bit better and recommend off the back of that um if someone uh like i mentioned my the 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 person that reached out just before uh wanted their mix boxes to always be mixed boxes well how do we kind of how do we know that in advance rather than having to reach out in retrospect and telling us and then us providing that, you know, that version of Bruiser mm. for them that's the best version of Bruiser. So, yeah, there's 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 things that we want to change, I guess, in all of those areas. But, um, yeah, there's there's lots. There's lots to kind of think about and do. Well, I don't know if I've, I've missed anything or disagree with anything there. No, I think you touched on a lot of the good points there. We want to expand our range and bring on some yeah new and exciting partners uh some close to home maybe some further afield as well um yeah i think it's important to always always have that as we said mentioned before that we don't want to uh the 
overrun the platform with too much choice, but to, to keep things exciting and to, to offer those different products and different producers on there. Um, you know, we're also doing cider now. I don't know if you guys have tried a, a cider box yet. I, I've seen I've some not. of them, but yeah. But yeah, having it's... having spent the weekend at uh, Sabra Mesa where they make some fantastic cider, I, you know, it's not as off the cards as it might have been a week ago. Yeah, so Little Pomona and Pilton Cider, the two cideries we have on there at the moment, absolutely fantastic. Um, Little Pomona. And would, would they, if you've got your box on random, would they potentially come up for you? No. So we we have a bit of a preset list for the random selection. Um, yeah, if one of our subscribers subscribed to a beer subscription and got a box of cider, they probably wouldn't be too happy mm. there. But uh, but yeah, I I urge people to try them out. And cider is not just for summer. Um, it's quite funny. Little Pomona when I when I reached out to them to get them on board, uh, Susanna, she wouldn't come on board unless I came down and did a, a, a cider and a food tasting with her. Where she where she and that was that was her decision, was it? That was her her decision. So I got my dad to drive me down there, <laughs> and she just wanted me to get to know the products and and learn about them, which is absolutely spot on and what I love doing. So yeah, I was uh, I was straight in the car down there, and they're doing some amazing stuff. So yeah, so lots lots more to come, and I think we're going to keep you know the discovery uh, tier that we brought on this year. That was something we had in the pipeline for a few months, but you know. We're always going to be pivot and and be flexible to what our customers want to. So um, yeah, we're always open to ideas and are all ears in that respect too. Well, I, as I say, I think when we when we go to publish this, there might be a, a Planet Bruiser post alongside asking for suggestions, which might be a um, a suggestion that we stop posting stuff when we release the podcast and uh, get on with just keeping it to ourselves but we'll see how that goes but <laughs> if you are listening to this and have got a great idea make sure to stick it on that post which i'm sure will be up i've got a cheeky question which might be edited out depending on how much finance you can give me so there's 120 to 140 brewery wait lists what are you looking for when selecting from that wait list is it a first come first serve is it are you trying to serve some maybe areas that don't have breweries in them at the moment, is it stuff that you find exciting? Is it get some nice samples and think that the rest of the world should be able to sample those samples via the uh, the Bruiser subscription? Uh, what's what's the uh, what's the methodology there, or are you not willing to give that away? No, I mean you, you touched on pretty much all the points there. To be honest, for us, uh, we want to showcase breweries big and small. Right, but also an important thing for our boxes is to have range. So I had a brewery reach out to me um, last week, but they only had two beers in their range, They're like a brand new brewery. So um, we love hearing from everybody, but at, at this moment in time, we, we are not the right fit for them and they are mm. not the right fit for us. Um, we don't mind duplicate beers and boxes as, as long as we can state that on the brewery profile. So as I said, yeah, we want to, we work with some breweries that have a one barrel size kit, which is, which is absolutely tiny. So range always good to taste the beers uh, with the whole team and, and see what they're, t how they're all, all tasting uh, geography as well. Um, just maybe some areas that we, we haven't got well represented, um, much representation from. 
I'm not good job. I'm not on those eight point four percent beers. <laughs> I don't know how I'm doing it. <laughs> and someone say I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Holding it together well, but um, yeah, it's all manner of things. I mean, we keep an eye on like all the forums. Um, just keep out for any new and exciting upcoming breweries, and mm. yeah, all all manner of uh, the things going to it. Whether they reach out to us or we reach out to them. Could there um, be a could there be a moment where there's a, a community post on the Planet Bruiser forum of this is a list of ten breweries we're gonna admit the top three vote for your favourites now? Yeah, should we, should we just that. give the keys to Planet Bruiser to James? It seems should. like he's he's <laughs> yeah. really got. Oh no, I, I I like suggesting I don't like dealing with repercussions. <laughs> 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 no, I think we yes we have talked we've we've talked about that a lot. Um, I think as you know, part of, well, part of it for us is we want to keep things interesting for subscribers, right? So um we we the, the initial breweries that we got on were very much the ones that we we liked, we enjoyed, we knew they produced great beer. Um the ones that we've go go and buy ourselves from a bottle shop or direct or whatever. Um but you know, there's as things developed, it was you know, we we're, we're just for people it needs to be in you know it's something for mm. everyone on there which is a much bigger crowd than just us um and so we we kind of need to think with each brewery that reaches out is this going to be interesting is we well received because we don't we also don't want them to put a lot of effort into coming onto bruiser and then not get the kind of response yeah. that they they yeah. think they would get or they want um <clears throat> especially we're, we're not you know we're not massive right we're, we haven't got uh, you know, a hundred thousand people on there that we can guarantee this number of orders coming through. Um, you know, every month. So, it's it is a slight balance. Um, we, as Ollie said earlier, we'd love to open it up and work with everyone and just sort of have it as a bit of a free for all. But that that becomes operationally quite tricky with our model, and we have to kind of um, we have to think carefully a little bit about every edition. Yeah. But you know, it's always the fact that we're high quality premium um uh subscription or offering you know we, we we want to work with the best and um yeah we're in a really privileged position to kind of have that waiting list there and of, of really good breweries as well but everything's got to be right for it to to work out on both sides well i, I think you've heard it here first that heard it here first folks that if you um if you want all your local favorites to be on you're gonna have to tell your friends to subscribe so there is the user base to be able to service them so um when you do make sure you use the referral code three west pen uh and they'll get eight pounds off your first box and you'll be you'll be a great friend um lads i can't thank you enough for coming back on good friends of the pod i think it's only right we do a little bit of a send off to the glass, the drinks that have been in our glasses at the moment. Ollie, I've just seen you finished yours. So do you want to go first so you don't forget it? Yeah, I mean, I'm just savoring that berry flavor in my mouth right now. I'm a huge fan of Wimberies. I live on the, uh, well, in, in Mid Wales, um, and I'm always out in the mountains, uh, sort of September time, picking them off the hills. So to have that in a glass. This time of year in November has been absolute delight. It wasn't too overbear overbearing or overpowering in any way. It was just perfect, perfectly balanced, and uh, slipped down an absolute treat. 
So thank you, Wilderness and Wild Horse. That was delicious. Amazing. Amazing. Lewis, did Dom uh, lead you down the wrong path of having a lager at, at this time? Or was it was no. it the right call? Not at all. It was the right call. Um, yeah, I've really, this year has been like a bit of a lager year for me. I've really enjoyed lagers this year. Um, mm. And I feel like, okay, we're not in October anymore, but these kind of more amber golden lagers uh really nice this time of year um and yeah ampersander as i said before immensely good at this so yeah thoroughly enjoyed it um very drinkable and um highly recommend it to anyone lock them in as a future box dom uh first of all response to even though you said that famously a fest beer is not a lager it then inspired lewis to drink a lager uh, is there a first response to that and then how was your beer um firstly game respects game um and i'll leave it there um secondly <laughs> uh I, I know i know you've all been thinking it was it too much sabro for him how's he reacting to the sabro did they do a good that's job? the question that i, I mean I, i've had messages from at least the four future people have while been i've been asking. sitting here yeah. yeah um and you'll be pleased to know it was delicious yeah they've um they've balanced it fantastically um howling hop's done a really good job here um yeah, haven't had a bad beer from their discovery so far. Um, and if that's a sign of discoveries to come, then you should probably jump on it. That's... Is that a Dom Lewis guarantee? Yeah. <laughs> that's sabre <laughs> enough for me. That's sabre <laughs> enough for quick me. Quick shout out while we're doing this, very quick. Sorry, James. But shout out no. to Howling Hops' tank bar in Hackney. If um... anyone's in East London, uh, their tank bar is so, so good. So yeah, highly recommend giving them a visit. Oh, this might be another throw under the electric bus, but there are some uh, bruiser community privileges of discounts in certain areas and certain online subscriptions. Is Howling Hops one of those? Maybe, maybe not. You'll have to look I, I, I up the list after. I think it is, yeah. I think it is. Sure. Yeah. Definitely another reason <laughs> to, uh, to be a member. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, and I guess it's left on me to pick up the right can and not the can that I drank first and uh, and look at this verdant flock, <laughs> bruiser, craft diaries, mosaic on the hot side, mosaic nectron, roaco on the cold side, cast in the void, 8.4%. Yeah, you're probably going to have to get the uh, the Christmas box to find out or come to Shrewsbury. But um, yeah, I'd probably recommend it. I'd recommend it. Lads, thanks for joining us. It's honestly been a pleasure. Can't wait to see you on Friday for the impromptu hotel booking. And uh, yeah, amazing. If anybody weirder than the top takeover. Oh, oh, come on, Don. Come on. (laughs) That's fine. If anybody wants to catch up with you, the Planet Bruiser uh, forum is most active on Facebook, although the website will be coming forward with new content. Uh, Is that fair to say? Instagram is pretty easy to find you. Yeah, or on our. Bruiser yeah, easy to find us. Always up for hearing your thoughts on our help widget as well, just at Bruiser on the website. Reach out, have a chat, and let us know what you think. And uh, make sure you let us know what you think should be the future on the Planet Bruiser post that will be coming out with this podcast. No pressure, Dom and myself. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. Thank you very much for having us on, Dom. Yeah. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.